And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Debate Amongst Friends. Uh, some somber news, of course, as we celebrate the year um, of Kobe's passing. Um, it's always a tough thing because, you know, Kobe really was doing some amazing things. But we also learned that Hank Aaron passed away last week to uh, natural causes. And, and Prof, a lot of people immediately linked him to the COVID vaccine as the cause. Um, and that was so quick. Um, and just goes to show how, how quick people are to judge based on how, what the media gives us. Well, I mean, it kind of, you know, of course, we're not going to get too political here, but a lot of it is, you know, we as society are sponges and we absorb mm -hmm. what everyone else says, but we don't really try to come up with our own opinions. And we, we, we come with the same analogy when it comes to sports. Um, right. It's great to hear, you know, a lot of these experts and analysts talk about these games and talk about these players, but it's another thing to do your own research to try to get as much right. understanding as possible. Um, but I mean, this is just a knee-jerk reaction that honestly, uh, as sombering as the news is, I kind of expect it from people. Right. And of course, and this is just the conspiracy theory. I mean, obviously, if it was linked to COVID, they obviously wouldn't have put it in the article. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, then that would deter everybody from taking it. So it's kind of a catch-22 um, where it's like, if it was, they wouldn't have put it. And being that it wasn't, they are highlighting that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, definitely, you know, rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Obviously, he's a legend. Legend, a trailblazer. Right. Um, you know, not just in baseball, but just in sports in general. Right. Coming, just coming off of, you know, the ruling, I believe that was last week or the week before last, where, you know, the Negro Leagues like, were going to be like added. Two, three weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. The Negro League information is going to kind of be added uh, to, the, to the books. And that's huge because there are a lot of names of people who, um, were really, really also those trailblazers that we're, we're talking about, they were also in that particular uh, deal. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm definitely happy that, you know, 2021 is bringing that to the forefront. Uh, but I hate the fact that we're losing another legend. Um, and I know earlier this year in the beginning, uh, you mentioned this, we lost Tommy Lasorda, who also uh, a Hall of Famer, uh, and for the, uh, of course, the National <laughs> Baseball League. Um, and they had a beautiful tribute at the stadium for him as well. Yes, um, they actually held a memorial service in Dodger Stadium uh, for the made for Major League Baseball, um, mm -hmm. which, I mean, I've never seen that before. So Never. as unique as it is and as wonderful that is, I kind of like that. And kudos to the Dodgers organization. I mean, the Dodgers has always been, um, you know, class personified. They, they've been around for so long that, you know, they know how to treat uh, those that help pave the way for, you know, them having the pedigree and a long lasting legacy. And Tommy Lasorda would be sorely missed, um, not just right. within Dodgers fans, but just with baseball fans in general. Uh, same thing with uh, Hank Aaron as well. 
Right. And of course, we're all still missing Kobe. Um, it's it's so crazy because I'm listening to a lot of people and including, you know, um, recently, I think it might have been a week or two ago when um, Christian Wood was interviewing with Shaq and he called him a casual. We talked about that. Uh, but in the interview several times, it was really, really like blatant. He was like, we're just having that Mamba mentality. Yep. And it's like, nobody questions it. Nobody mm-hmm. says anything about it. They're just like, oh, that just means they're, they're going all in. You know what I mean? Like Mamba mentality, you associate, of course, with Kobe. But it's like, this just means it's, you're going all in. Yes. Um, it's not just a clever phrase. It's, it's a lifestyle. Right. It's, you know, the way that you approach you know, not just the game of basketball, but just life. Like you want to go into it and give it a hundred percent completely. Um, of course, right. you know, Doc and I always mention how twenty twenty one we're doubling down. Doubling but down. It's essentially still having that same mama mentality. You know, those that right. don't know what doubling down is, of course, give it a quick Google search and you'll be able to understand what that means. But double down bo- slash Borderlands, of course. Not dealing with the usual uh, It's before here. Borderlands, but it became more I famous no or infamous for Doc because of Borderlands 3. Of course. Well, I mean, obviously doubling down is more of a card, you know, term. Um, but it is hilarious on Borderlands. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, we'll definitely continue to mourn um, and celebrate the lives of these three individuals and everybody else that we've lost and uh, continue to lose in 2021. But let's take a quick break and let's come back with more debate amongst friends right after this. Dr. Prof just want to give a quick shout out to Century Artisan for our five year anniversary here at Debate Amongst Friends. They created wooden plaques using mahogany and they turned out great. If you like comics, if you like video games, if you like movies, Century Artisan can make you a custom plaque, a desk toration, a keychain, uh, anything that you really want. So be sure to reach out to centuryandartisan.com. Man, shout out to the Bucks, man. I don't care what nobody said, man. They did it. I don't want to hear nothing about some past appearance. I don't want to hear about nothing. I'm not even responding to anything else. They won the game because yesterday they were the better team. I don't care about anyone's opinions on the matter. At the end of the day, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Dominican Sue, Levante David, all those boys, JPP, Shaq Barrett. Don't forget Shaq Barrett. They came, they saw, and they conquered. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? And this will be in the show. I will make sure of it. This audio will be in the show. They walked away with nachos, with yes. Wisconsin melted cheese. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk some football. The calm before the storm. Because Doc Leesner, that guy over there, Doc to God. We both went one-on-one during this weekend. Yeah, we did. We um, did. 
But yeah. we're going to talk about the big game. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting Super Bowl 55. Raymond James Stadium as they defeated that bad man. Why are you so why are you so angry? Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Doc. Well, first and foremost, I told you that a team from the Bay was going to win. Yeah, no, no, that was. <laughs> you, you got on me for so long for giving PC answers, and you're going to give me that kind of answer on championship weekend. How dare you? <laughs> so this is what I'll say, and, and you heard it. You heard it before the segment, you know, I don't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it after the game. That was after the game. I did not want to hear it. The game is over. We win. You lose. And that is it. So first and foremost. First and foremost. Fudge everybody. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Uh, uh, no, I hope no. I'm not included in that statement. Only because, for because your, I had only, listen, only for your buck stops here comment. The bucks Packers. stop here. For ultimately the buck stops with me. As wow. the Green Bay Packers defeat the Bucks in a very, oh, no. very close game. The I don't God think secondary. <laughs> After that, you're golden. It was your you know what? Stop here comment. I, I will accept that. <laughs> but I'm, listen, fudge me too. Yeah. Because, yeah, out of out of all the things, like yeah, I mean, like they really proved me wrong. But honestly, and and I said this to you. I said this to my dad. I said this to my brother. Like Papa this Papa. team. It doesn't seem like we've won seven games in a row. Like, I know everybody's looking and like, you know, oh my God, this team is so good. I'm like, are you guys not watching the same thing I'm watching? Like, they're really buns. Like, really, really buns. And, And I gave you this other analogy. When the Buccaneers play great, they play really, really good. Oh, man. And when they play bad, it looks horrible. But it hasn't. But these last seven games, it have it hasn't mattered because they've. To me, these last seven games, with the exception of the one Panthers game where they were spanking up on the Panthers and that Falcons game, Falcons like game week seventeen. Yeah, like it's it's been sloppy. Like yes, they've they've settled down on the turnovers. You know, they settled down on the penalties. But it's like, yo, this team be playing like buns, and it, it makes me so mad while I'm watching I mean, this unfold. I mean. We, we will break it down even further for everyone next week because, of course, sure. Super Bowl is two weeks away instead of sure. the coming weekend. Now, granted, congrats to the Bucks because they proved me wrong well, for even getting to the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the game. Yeah, let's talk about it. Talk I mean, about the game. I mean, um, listen, they, they came out firing. 
you know, um, third and eight, I think, in the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. Tom throws it downfield to Mike Evans on a big play. Um, you know, you said Chris Godwin was going to have a big game, and he did. Mm -hmm. uh, Leonard Fournette ran hard, got four to five yards per carry was Which huge. Which is the other thing that I said, too. If they just start running with Leonard Fournette, they'll probably do a lot better, and that actually happened. Yeah, play of the game. Scotty Miller ended a half touchdown. Uh, was huge. Uh, the three sacks by Shaq Barrett was huge. Gonna get um, the interception by Sean Murphy Bunting, huge. And the play of the game uh, in the second half, the second half play of the game, I guess, is the hold slash. Actually, take I take that back. Third and five, third and goal. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Takes the snap. The pressure's on. He yeah. steps up, chooses to throw it rather than run it. Incomplete. Green Bay elects to kick a field goal. Yes. And, of course, a lot of people are really focusing on that. Yes, which is it's just a good thing to focus on. Like, And I think I've seen Jay Rich say, hey, you know, 10 years ago, Aaron Rodgers runs that in, which he probably should have. But – he might have. I mean, he might have been caught from behind because Shaq Barrett was coming. Um, obviously, there was two defenders on Devonte Adams, so you know, throwing it to throwing it at that spot. Although it was a great job, he probably could have held it just a little bit longer. Um, similar to what I thought Tom Brady could have did on the last interception that he threw, yeah. I thought he could have held the ball a little longer. But ultimately, the game should have never got to that point where. It's decided on the penalty. Now let's talk about this penalty. It wasn't. A, it was definitely a penalty. Yes. Uh, let's talk about it though. And and I get it. There, there's no way the referee wanted to throw this flag. He just did not want to throw it. But when you look at the replay and you see, it's just like an offensive pass interference when a, a wide receiver pushes off and you extend that arm. You know, you extend that arm, it's an offensive pass interference. Here you got a guy. A hit, here's a guy. Yeah, I was using who, Chris Collinsworth there. Yeah, who he's it's a, a hold. I, and I'm sitting there like, okay, they could have called holding, five-yard penalty, you know, whatever. But the fact that Tom Brady threw it to him, it was like, okay. That's a first down. That's passing the parents. Yeah. Now, it was a, lot too people, a lot of people were more upset that that was called a hold, but before the pass, Tristan Wirth should have been called on the hold. Now, I feel I like didn't. that's yeah. more. Nobody sour showed me that. Nobody showed like me that. But I feel like that's more sour groups. Like, so, th so there was a like lot of people. Major, so there was two major complaints, and I think it was like three uh, goats in this game. Of sure. course, not greatest of all time, but you know what I mean by goats. So the I two do. complaints were uh, the hold should have been called um, and that hold should have been on the offense. And the three goats were, of course, the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers deciding to pass instead of run, the decision to kick a field goal, and the play calling of Matt LaFleur. So... I didn't see. I don't remember seeing a hold. Number one, 
the offensive line play for both teams was really, really good, despite despite Aaron Rodgers being sacked three times. The offensive yeah. lines both held up. Now, we can go tit for tat because there were plenty of holds on Shaq Barrett where the offensive lineman had him up here by the neck. Um, and I'm not even trying to hear that. Now, the play that but they – You got to call the game both like that. Like, that's what I'm saying. So a lot of people complain because Sean Murphy Bunting, who was in the hip pocket of the receiver, mm-hmm. he, he, he had his arm around him, but he, there was no, you know, that pull that the referees look for. There was no pull. Yep. This guy literally was holding his shirt. Like, <laughs> he wasn't in the hip pocket. He's holding the shirt with his arm extended out wide. Yard stretched. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> If he wouldn't have been holding him, that probably would have been touchdown. That probably would have been because there was nobody else out there. Yeah, so I'm like, it was a good call. Number one, nobody's talking about the 12 men on the field penalty. That was that that just happened. That was another part. Um, It it just so happens that they just focuses on that play. So listen, the Bucks won, man. That's all I can say. And and honestly, like. They still probably wouldn't have had enough time. Right. Contrary to what I feel, you know, even though I, I really think we played like buns and we played down to the game, like 31 points is acceptable. Like, let's stop there at 30 points. Where it's like we really, really should have been winning by 45 or something. Like, not, you know, we should have had 45 points. And I said a, that before the game. We should have had a much more comfortable lead. Oh my God. We, once we sacked Aaron, Bro- Aaron Rodgers the third time, I'm like, oh my God, we got three sacks on this guy. We, you know, number one, we got to stop, you know, uh, and I'm like, man, we got to get down here and get some points, whether it's a yep. field goal or like, oh my God, like three interceptions unacceptable and that will not get us the Super Bowl. So nope. shout out to the Bucks. They won. Absolutely. And fudge everybody, I guess. Speaking, hey, listen, fudge everybody. I'm, I'm golden after my buck stop here account. So I'm good for After the buck, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I guess for me it goes up until last week when I said that they would win. Um but even still watching the game, it's like, oh my God, like I'm not spiking this ball at all. Mm-hmm. No, and Twitter was going insane after the first. Uh, and I'm like, whoa, time. whoa, whoa! And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, so I want to give a special shout out to Tom Grassi. <laughs> Listen, because so so you know, Doc, we're not cocky, right? Because you like because you like that phrase now. We're not cocky. I do. I'm not but, actually. But we are both followers of that cardinal rule: Gotti one one. Not only did Mr. Grassi say that, as Doc liked to say with his very first in 2021, the Bucks are going to get clapped. Clapped? He didn't use the word clap. I'm not putting words in his mouth. I'm sure he says snag or slaughtered or destroyed or whatever it was. It's it's clapped in some form or fashion. He produced and created this video with all of his other YouTube buddies all stating how much the Packers are going to destroy these Buccaneers. So, right. I want to say it was Thursday, and we're going to get to the next game, but there's not really much to say about that next game because it was really, really it disappointing really for those Bills. But yeah, we'll get there it in was. A the 
I think it was Thursday. You might need to quote me on this. After I seen so many analysts right. all have Green Bay winning, I said, Doc, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. You did say that, and I, I gave you credit. And that's, that's where the fudge you kind of stops. <laughs> uh, you know, but – it's true though. Everybody had us losing, and that's why I was just. That's why I'm People like, had them everybody like forty something to like fifteen. Because Aaron Rodgers is some kind of bad guy, and he's angry, and you know. And I told you guys, like, I felt like a lot of the things that people were were saying that the, the Packers were better than us at was a wash. Like that was yeah. my exact words, and I said if the secondary played better, which they did. Um, and, the, and the defensive and, line got pressure. Yep, I we also would win. stated that as well. I said if the, yeah. if the secondary doesn't play the way that they played back in week nine, every, against every the game, yeah, essentially every almost game, every game, like, yeah, they, like, they there's stink. There's a chance. Uh, they but stink really as, bad. As soon as ninety-eight percent of people oh on TV had the Packers winning this game, and I don't even know if there was really a two percent of people who actually had. The Bucks winning. I told, I said, Doc, your Bucks are going to win this game on Sunday. And it's just, <laughs> just to spite everyone, they're going to win this game. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh my god, like we really just did this. For, I mean, you, I mean, and we'll get to the next game, but I'll say this last thing: the Bucks entered Lambeau Field, and they saw the Packers on the other side of the field. And the defense was like, oh, my God, it's him. Crank it, Crank Jerry. Jerry. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. Oh, we're going to clap them. Oh, boy. So let's get to the yeah. end game. I don't know. Every year, this so, is all about Josh Allen. This is all about Josh Allen. Every year, I just feel like he's getting better and better and closer and closer. It's just. He hasn't plateaued team. yet. Yeah, like, I mean, they they couldn't run the ball. At all. But the problem is they never him. could run the ball, though. That's been their problem all year. Like, Devin Singletary, because uh, he had a great year last year, this year he's been right. a non-factor. It was uh, yeah. Zach Moss who was their leading runner, and he's gone. And he's out, yeah. So, I mean, the Chiefs. The Chiefs do what Chiefs do. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, they put the game on their back. They say, hey, we want to go back to back. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Travis Kelsey, 13 catches from 118. I think he broke a record. Yep. Um, You know, um, I mean, 29 for 38. I mean, Mahomes is is a really, really good player. They're a great team. It's going to be a good game. I expect that people are people are gonna think that the Bucks are gonna get clapped. I mean, that's just the way it works because of what happened previously. Yep. Um, I think they'll probably have a better game plan for Tyreek Hill. Um, and we'll see what happens. But of course, we won't do that prediction show until next week, until of course. Next week. I, or I the week after this. I will say this. The Chiefs have been the literal definition of sandbagging during this regular season. <laughs> you go back and look at them losing to the Raiders, and it's like, what the heck was going on back then? It was like, so it's sorry, like they Judy. were just, 
<laughs> I know. Because he, he probably had a lot of hope after that game. Like, yeah. they, they raised his hope level. Mm. Um, and I told him, like, I don't think they're taking this seriously. But yeah. Sunday against those Bills? They were serious. They put on that infinity gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, they in one play, I thought um, – Josh Allen was finished. I thought he tore his ACL or MCL mm-hmm. or something because the way he fell when he got he running for his life. Yeah. Um, I, I was pretty sure that he was done for the rest of this game and off season. Um, but I mean, it just didn't seem like they had enough. Cole Beasley was out there playing on half a, half a body. Yeah. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs you take, was. I mean, you take he, him out of the game pretty yeah. much. And yeah. and that's where that's where it's going to be an interesting matchup when the Bucks and the Chiefs play, um, because of the weapons. But I think the Chiefs, you have to give them the, the credit that they deserve. Uh, Mahomes is a great quarterback. He didn't really try to beat them with his legs, which I don't think he normally does unless he has to. Yeah, uh, he handed it to Williams, and and he relied on those running backs to do their thing. Yeah, and they also um, they also had uh, Harbin uh, running out. Yeah, the jet sweeps as well too. So. Exactly. Rushing wise, they had over a hundred yards, which right, you know, without yeah, with them having a limping Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I mean, probably not limping, but probably not right. I get what you're probably saying, at like 94, but you know, no, I get they it. still ran the ball pretty efficiently, which is pretty great. Like, they didn't have to do so so much once they had that lead, as Doc was mentioning before, like, they right. just milked the clock out at this point. But Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were just too much. Um, yeah, I mean, he was Tyreek Hill was like pinball out there. I mean, he was just <laughs> bouncing all over the place. I it was like uh, a freaking NFL player playing with high school kids. At, at one point, he was running through them and running around them, running past them, spinning, juking. Uh, it was just it, it. Pretty much was every. It was like. It's it like was, God it was, was like, just playing was like with the, the watching, joystick. It was like playing uh, Tecmo Bowl with Bo Jackson. It's like, like Bo Jackson was stopped. It's like Bo Jackson is playing with the mechanics of Madden today in that Tecmo. era. Like, oh my God! Like he was just all over the place. But he's a great player. They're a great team. Absolutely. It's going to be a good Super Bowl. Bucks Chiefs. Even though the Chiefs are going to be technically the home team, um, obviously Bucks Stadium, it's going to be kind of crazy. I heard no fire. I heard they're not going to be shooting off any cannons, so that'll take away from you know from the home the home field. Um, but I'm excited. I can't believe the Bucks did it. You know, shout out to them. I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Tom. I'm happy for Mike Evans, Levante David, the guys who've been really busting their cheeks to mm-hmm. get there. Um, the offensive line, oh, my God. Like, the offensive line who took so oh, much criticism. Unsung heroes. Oh, my God. They took so much criticism in the beginning of the year from me, from other people. Could they be? Could they protect? Could Donovan Smith take a leap? And, oh, my God, like, I don't know what happened. Did you? But, are you eating your words now, Doc? I, no, because I still think they're buzz, man. Like, I don't believe <laughs> no, that, I'm not man. Talking, like, I'm talking about the offensive line. Just the offensive oh, line. Because you were really going in on the offensive listen, line. 
the the addition of Tristan Works was so huge. Um, he has been so good. Um, Alex Kappa before he got hurt at right guard, really really good. But Aaron Stinney played phenomenal football, um, and I'm I'm really happy with what he did. But the rest, Donovan Smith took a big leap, earned his ten million dollars. I think you know having Tom Brady. You know, having Ryan Jensen there, them getting their communication and air in in connection, um, I feel like that communication from when Jameis was there really changed how they block. The scheme seems to be working. Brady's getting the ball out of his hands. Doc, you got to be it's, extra careful whenever you mention Jameis now. Listen. <laughs> I I'm wait, wait, sitting here let's, like let's spend the last three minutes of this segment to talk about that. Tell tell I'm the people about here. that because because that was just I mean and so, of course I would say this of course to make Doc laugh but that was <laughs> blasphemous. So without saying any names, some people felt like we had won the Super Bowl at halftime. Um, that's one part, and then of course. They also wanted oh, Jameis to be the one. Darn it! <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> darn those nails! Um, but yeah, um, you know, some people wanted Jameis to be there, but Jameis not there. McCoy's not there. You know, there's a lot of people that aren't there. You know, and you, all you could do is wish them the best of luck. They, you know, they chose not to re-sign. You know, I thought you know Gerald was a little bit, you know controversial more than Jameis to me because of the way he left and the contract that he signed with the Cowboys, but neither here nor there. They're not here. The The, the Bucs are here. They're in the Super Bowl. With that, we're going to take a quick break. At the end of every show, we like to do what's called the two-minute drill where we go over stories and headlines that we didn't get a chance to cover during the show. This week, after the Eagles hired Sirani as their new head coach, the Indianapolis Colts have promoted Marcus Brady to be their offensive coordinator. Prof. Congrats. Uh, we are saying goodbye to Philip Rivers, quarterback. He decided to retire after 17 seasons in the league. He played for the San Diego, now Los Angeles Chargers. And last year for his final season, he played with the Indianapolis Colts. Back to you, Doc. Former first round pick for the Washington football team, quarterback Dwayne Haskins Jr. has agreed to a deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Prof. And more history is being made in the association, the NBA, as referees Natalie Sago and Jenna Schroeder make up two-thirds of the crew assigned to the Charlotte versus Magic game. And finally, for me, after their magical stints in the NFL, former head coaches Doug Marone and Bill O'Brien go on to join the Roll Damn Tide as Bill O'Brien will be the new offensive coordinator and Doug Marone will be the offensive line coach under Nick Saban. And that right there is all we have for today's show. Be sure to tune in next week for more news, more analysis, and the read.